Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more, an extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lifter Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon And I'm Emma Gray And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about men who have learned therapeutic language but haven't been to enough actual therapy. And also men who understand the full breadth of masculinity. It ranges all the way from country clubbing to wakeboarding. I know. Can you believe it? The range. Those are the two kinds of men. That's really the representation we're looking for on this show. Here to join us to discuss week three of Charity's journey is new friend of the pod, Claudia Thompson, a DEI consultant and co-host of The Black Roses, Claudia, thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I was uh, very excited to get the invitation, but jumped at the chance for sure. So thank you. Oh my gosh. We're very excited. We're always excited to have cool new people to talk about this show with. Especially because as people watch the show, they tend to, if they're people of taste, be like, maybe I should not watch this show anymore. We keep losing people. So, well, we're like, please, won't someone be friends with us? In droves, in droves. They're like, yeah, 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 they're fleeing. fleeing. And you're like, we get it, but (laughs) won't someone talk about Brayden? So, thank you. (laughs) Let's get started. We have a lot, a lot to get into from this week. It's week three. I feel like it's moving quickly. We're already down to 14 men. They started at 25, which I loved because it made our cast bios episode really snappy. But they've been dismissing them at a rapid pace. I guess we're going to spend just like many weeks with the final 10 of them. (laughs) That's what it feels like. Seriously. I'm so surprised by like, I feel like a dozen leave at a time and now we're down to almost hometowns or something. So I agree with you. I'm like, oh, wow. There's like, and I feel like we're getting to know them really well because of that. So it's a good thing overall, but it's like, what on earth are we going to (laughs) do? 
<laughs> Maybe they've yeah, been hearing exactly. the complaints that there are too many guys for us to keep track of. We're like, too many guys, please, enough with the guys. And they're like, we've got it. Send them all home immediately. And yeah. the, the remaining guys are ready to really get to know Charity. And unfortunately, they still have this huge distraction in the room, which is Brayden. And it seems like the guys are pretty upset with Brayden after what happened last week. Dotton reminds us, like, remember that whole thing where Brayden made a group date that he wasn't even on all about himself? And we even see some additional flashback footage of Brayden telling the guys openly that, like, oh, I'm questioning Charity's character. I might mm-hmm. just leave. Mm-hmm. And so the guys are all discussing the Brayden problem. Aaron S., he's like, <laughs> I know this guy. I've seen him. He's like, Brayden is a big dude. But a young dude with very toxic traits. And I enjoy the idea that, like, you cannot be big and young. Like, it's so shocking that you could be big and also young. These are mutually exclusive traits. Well, normally. growth usually continues well into your 30s. <laughs> well, that's questionable. But yeah. In Aaron's mind. Yeah, in Aaron's to. mind. He's yeah. like, yeah. yeah he's exactly. like, you grow. You grow so much that you become a master wakeboarder. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's like, you might look at Brayden and be like, he's so big, he must be 35. But actually, he's just done growing already at 24. <laughs> yeah. But the, the guys are all pretty annoyed. And it's into this atmosphere that Charity arrives to announce the next development. She tells the man, listen, I had a really rough night with the information I received at the barbecue, and I just can't do this anymore here in Los Angeles. Because they're headed to Oceanside, California. <laughs> I feel like they have to do these bait and switches now to get the guys to act like they're excited about going to, like, another town in <laughs> California. <laughs> I feel like they're having some budgetary issues because they're not even springing for, like, a domestic flight on this one. They're like, get <laughs> yeah. on the bus, fellas. Yeah, I, I was, uh, when they said that, that was the most underwhelming <laughs> location. Other than the time when they had the cardboard dates um, during COVID. I was oh, like, yeah. this is, yeah. this is <laughs> yeah, pretty you're underwhelming. You're going to the other side of the resort. <laughs> yeah, this is halfway between yeah. that and going to like Virginia Beach. They're going <laughs> yes. out of the current actual property line that they're on, but not even to another state. It's basically no. the same climate. But Although not even I to guess, like Napa. It's like not even, no. it was like a nice. Right. It was, you're like not even a different <laughs> vibe, really. Just, although I yeah. though I have heard that the mansion is disgusting. So they're probably just yeah. excited to get to stay in hotels. That's yeah. fair. That's yeah. why they're always so excited to leave the mansion. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> the men are taking a bus, except for one lucky guy who will be going with her in a helicopter. And that lucky guy is, of course, Brayden, who is stoked, dude. Because he gets to go in a helicopter. And also he made some of the guys jealous. Not that he cares about that. It is just the first thing he mentioned. Not Brayden. <laughs> Brayden wouldn't care about things like making the other men jealous. He's far too mature for such trivial concerns. Highly mature. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm I'm developing like a conspiracy theory about Brayden. He's always matching charity, and admittedly, like sometimes it's a bit of a stretch, like the gold dress and the khaki suit. But again, he's wearing a baby pink like shirt jacket. And light wash jeans. And she is wearing a metallic baby pink leather jacket and light wash jeans. 
When they headed out, I noticed that. Yeah. Like, is he getting right? tips? Is he getting tips? <laughs> he must, right? Because they matched. It was the same shade almost. Like, and I was like, did they yeah. plan this? It looked very, I mean, it it is giving me like a little Barbie and Ken vibe, not to you know, not get to ahead skip of ahead ourselves. to the infomercial. Okay. <laughs> wow, Claire. Yeah. But it's Save getting that. weird because then later in the episode, we see previews of him matching her at like a future cocktail party. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what is going on? <laughs> um, Braden's a plant. They hit the open road in the red convertible to drive to the helicopter Brayden is just starting to irritate me, like, everything he says now. Like, he's like, oh, this is so pretty. And I'm like, why can't you just say, this is so beautiful? <laughs> like, everything just feels very affected when he says it. You're you're in the same headspace as the rest of the men. It's like anything <laughs> mm-hmm. Brayden says. They're like, the skin on my, my skin is crawling. I can't, yeah. I can't handle it. Well, it, it seems like, right, because, I mean, I'm from New York, so I, I know that there's different eclectic people um, who are truly like creatives and just like you could tell they're very into fashion and they just are into their own thing. But it feels like a very manufactured, processed version that we're getting of someone who probably just wears like basketball jerseys and like hangs out with friends. But the earrings and the scarves and the, <laughs> yes, <laughs> the whole I thing. Think that's exactly it. I feel like that's what we've been sort of needling the last couple episodes where you're like, I like that he's playing with fashion. That's great. That's fun. But there's something about him that does feel so manufactured. And like he, he's like putting on all these markers of being alternative and chill and interesting, but like the content we're getting from him is not really alternative (laughs) or interesting. It all just comes off as peacocking and that's not, that's not the vibe. So he and Charity get some time to bond in the car. He tells her that as a kid, he was, quote, a wimp and afraid of everything like roller coasters. But then he realized life is better when you face it. And I just want to say to Child Brayden that it's okay to be afraid of things, including roller coasters. Every feeling (laughs) should be felt and is real. (laughs) And men in tight shorts that are playing dodgeball. You can also be afraid of that as well. I would be super afraid (laughs) of that. I I too would be frightened. You couldn't pay me to stand in a ring around that date. (laughs) Very dangerous. Yeah. Charity is really balancing two feelings. She's like, I'm so connected to Brayden. I like him so much. I'm so happy to have this time with him. But also, I'm feeling a lot of doubt about him after the things I've heard about him ever since... The very first night, I've not stopped hearing bad things about him from men I trust. So I have to ask him some tough questions. I gave him the benefit of the doubt with this rose, but I have this pattern in the past. I've ignored red flags at the beginning, and then I felt foolish and like ashamed of being with them um, after ignoring signs that it was not a good relationship. But she's not quite ready to listen to that rational part of her brain yet with Brayden. Because she likes Brayden. She thinks yeah. he's cute. And she also really likes a guy who is super overt about his interest in her. Like, I think, which I understand, but I think she places almost a little too much weight on that. Yes. Which is a very, like, you're in your mid-20s thing. Mm-hmm. So I get it. I think, too, I think two things of this. Um 
I'm getting Luke P vibes about Brayden, mm. but I also mm. like Brayden. It's weird. I, I feel like I'm Carrie. <laughs> I, I'm very conflicted, but I like, I, because of the fact that like Hannah was like, everyone's like, he's setting us on fire. He is terrible. And she was like, well, maybe. And she would keep him week after week after week because she liked him or wanted to bang him or whatever it was, right? There was some sort of at least a minimal physical attraction there. So not knocking her for that, right? But the other thing is, I think um, as a Black woman, being validated is a big deal. And and just in general as being, I think, a lead, not knowing mm-hmm. what, if they're going to be really into you or not and not knowing that. So she almost, she needs that reassurance and that validation. I think I definitely would be the same. Even being secure in many facets of my life, I think still having that reassurance and knowing. So she likes people that are very clear. I like you. That, you know, some of the other guys we'll talk about, I'm sure. But um, she's very much like, I need that. So he he does that. He does seem genuinely interested in her. So, yeah. 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 That makes a lot of sense. And especially combined with her specific relationship history, I can imagine being really afraid to commit to someone who is not that excited about you. Um, The problem is always just like, how much can you take away from someone acting really excited about you at the beginning of a relationship, which is always the pitfall. But it makes a lot of sense why she, I would respond the same way if a guy honestly were like so excited about me that he like wanted to tell everyone that we made out. Um, maybe it wouldn't be the best decision in the end, but I would be very flattered. (laughs) No, I think at this point in the process, it's super understandable. And it's also understandable why she's not like eager to send someone home who she's actually into when it's clear that she has no connection with like half of these men. So I'm, I'm, I'm empathetic towards her completely and I get her feelings and I would, I would probably respond in the same way, but you can also see like, maybe he's not ultimately the guy for you. The Luke P comparison is interesting because on the surface, he presents very differently. Like I'm alternative. I'm like kind of like goofy and feely and Luke P is very like macho evangelical white Christian traditional. Amen. But (laughs) There is a pattern there that is very, very similar of coming on extremely strong and then being like, I don't know if I can handle this process. And so you're kind of wrong for going through the process. Maybe Mm -hmm. you should be maybe not fully engaging with the process for my sake Mm -hmm. because I I can't handle it. It's a little manipulative. So Brayden, he doesn't seem to notice what's going on with Charity in this sense. He's just excited to be in a helicopter with Charity, to be looking out the window and seeing the mansion and all the men down there waiting to get on the bus. And he's delighted. He's like laughing and laughing. He's like, oh, we're flying over the mansion. That's so dirty. That's so cruel. I love it. I'm turning into an evil person. They always, they always do that. Classic Bachelor Gambit. They always do that, but I've never seen someone revel quite so much. Like, it's like the thing that made him the happiest about this whole portion of the date is like, they're all going to be so jealous when they look up and see me up here. Yeah, and then that's when you're like, again, I think there is an attraction. I think he is attracted to her. Um, And I want to take away that he's younger because I think some people that are young, it depends. I don't, 
you know. I do think there is an element of 24-year-old in this behavior. And however, sure. yes, that there is some immaturity, just a lack of dating experience or just, um, and then he probably has been, he's a big dude, he's good looking. He probably is always going against people who are envious. I think both can be true. I think that they're being ridiculous because they're like focusing so much on him. And then at the same time, he is ridiculous. So I think yeah, he's obnoxious and annoying. And that's what half of the conflicts on this show really just come down to like someone who's like, I don't want to spend this much time with this other person and I'm being forced to. So now I have to like justify my annoyance around some big like moral quandary and explain why they're just not here for the right reasons. And the core of it is just like, this dude is annoying as hell. I don't want to be his friend and I don't want to live with him. Well, also it's like everything has to be like for the wrong reasons when it can just be like, this guy is toxic. Like don't be in a right. rel- Even if he really genuinely wants to be in a relationship with you, that would probably not end well for you. So don't. I know, it's hard. But ultimately they are thriving on the helicopter. They see dolphins. Brayden's like, I'm in my element because I grew up in San Diego. That's where we're headed. Like I can point things out. I have a frame of reference. He does this funny thing where he's like, I'm so glad we're going back near my hometown so I'll have stories to share about wherever we are, which makes me more confident. And I'm like, is this how men think about dating? Like... I hope that I have familiar things around to explain to my date. I mean, maybe that's, that's why that's... they they get excited about hometowns or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Because he was, yeah, like, oh, that's where I played Little League or whatever he's going to say. He's like, so. this will put me back on the front foot. Like, I'll be the expert in yeah. <laughs> local sites of the San Diego area. Oceanside. And it yeah. turns out Brayden is, like, prescient. Because yeah. he's like, wow, look. We're at Petco Park. I love the San Diego Padres. Wouldn't it be crazy if we just landed in the park? And then they do. And then they do. They do. Just like in a magic. He's like, this is so dope. Holy shiitake mushrooms. Shiitake mushrooms. What the heck? That's the kind of stuff that only happens in movies. So that they land on the field. They walk out. He points out the nosebleeds. Like, I usually sit up there. And the actual San Diego Padre comes out, makes an appearance. He gives them jerseys that say Mr. and Mrs. Lawson, which I'm obsessed with. But it probably means that they had to get those ready before someone was picked for the date. But I still love the subtle feminist messaging. Love it. I'm I'm just relieved because the number of times on this show that we hear a woman be like, can't wait to be future Mrs. whatever Mm -hmm. this dude I just met. Yeah, mm-hmm. like this is I need I require him to submit to her. That's but, what I'm yeah, looking the for. The number yeah. of Mrs. Bachelor's last name jerseys that we've seen on this franchise. So many. Mm-hmm. So many. This Six. was it was definitely nice to have that. I was yeah. like, oh wow, they're really jumping in yeah. with this. This post like, yeah, charity is the boss. <laughs> Charity's the important one here. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Lean into it. Lean mm-hmm. into the fact that this is the bachelorette. She's everything. He's just Ken, which is, I think, the theme of this episode. They toss a baseball around. Brayden tells a story about how his dad like accidentally broke Brayden's nose with a baseball. And then he like immediately clocks Charity in the eye socket. So they're building these kind of shared experiences <laughs> of injury together that bond you. And most of the data is just about Charity being like, Brayden is so happy. 
he's getting to like have this special experience at the stadium of one of his own favorite professional sports teams. I just love seeing him so happy. And I'm on perversely, I'm like, I wish that Brayden didn't get this date so he'd have to hear about someone else getting it. Because that's where I'm at with Brayden. <laughs> like, <laughs> he doesn't three. deserve this. No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. I was, this I, is it, his dream date. This is his dream date, yeah. And he got it, too. So Greer must be just seething. She's like, they're going to give this guy his dream date and I couldn't have some fucking tea. I know. Excuse me. <laughs> What's Brayden got that I don't? <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> so meanwhile, on the bus, the men are tired. They're bored. It's so hard to be on a special party bus trip to I actually loved this footage. Like, Caleb is half asleep, like, nuzzled in the corner without even, like, a sweatshirt to prop his head up. I was like, this is the travel mm-hmm. that's relatable to me. And like, looking very disheveled. You know what's yes. relatable to me? Xavier, Xavier is actually knitting. I love Xavier yes. so much. I love him. Yes. I love him. And that's what I would do on the bus. I would I would whip that out. I would be, I mean, that's just useful. That's yeah. like a, that's what you should be doing. Well, this, He's making something. There it's replacing um the Connor C's and the Jeds with the guitar. It's like randomly yes. they would bust out in song and you're like, oh. It's so much less annoying when someone's knitting. It's so much less annoying. Like, bust out your knitting needles. Yeah, I like that. Also, wouldn't it be incredible? Whenever someone took out a guitar, you're like, oh, God, they're trying to, like, make it right Mm -hmm. now. Wouldn't Mm -hmm. it be incredible if, like, a fiber artist came on the show and was like, everyone's going to find out about my Etsy shop where I sell custom (laughs) afghans. It's coming. (laughs) I would love that. Xavier, I I would buy an afghan I really support Xavier just launching an Etsy shop I will favorite that Etsy shop right now if we get that information. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We we will do a podcast collab with you, Xavier. (laughs) But they finally get to the hotel, the Seabird and Oceanside, and give their little Yelp reviews. Caleb is like, our hotel is absolutely magnificent. Simple, but very elegant. I'm like, thank you, Caleb. That sounds like a five-star to me. On that note, let's take a quick break. We will be right back with the rest of Charity and Braden's day. Can you keep up? I like love So it's been a few years now, but I still look back on my time planning my wedding so fondly. I mean, I was so excited to get married to my partner and to plan a big party that really reflected who we are and our friend groups and our families. And it was also very complicated and there were lots of moving parts. It wasn't always easy. Well, Claire, maybe you should have used Zola because you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place with Zola. Yes, I've thought this many times in the years since. I mean, with Zola, you have free planning tools like a customizable checklist and website. There's a venue and vendor discovery tool that matches you with your dream team. I mean, everything on Zola is just designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible. And with invites that are super fun to create and a wedding registry packed with gifts that you actually want, Zola takes you from save the date right to think so much without breaking a sweat. When I was planning my wedding, honestly, it was just so hard to keep track of every 
component of the planning process, it would have been so much easier in retrospect and let me enjoy the really fun parts of planning a wedding more if I just had everything centralized. And that is exactly what Zola makes so easy. I mean, that is like the number one advice I would give anyone planning a wedding today. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am someone who is perpetually facing the issue of my closet is messy and full, and yet I feel like I have nothing to wear. Mm -hmm. But Quince has been an absolute game changer for my style. Same. If I really need a new luxury basic, I know where I'm going to find one that is going to fit the bill, work for a lot of different occasions and styles. And I'm also going to stay on budget, which is a huge plus. They have items like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for just $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passing... uh, and passes the savings on to us. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for their wardrobe basics. Like, I have a really amazing leather blazer from Quince, but I also have gotten really into, like, their luggage and travel accessories. I just purchased an incredible, like, neoprene weekender bag, and it is such high quality. The color is beautiful. And I spent about half as much as I would have spent on a very similar product from a fancier brand name. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash LTSI. If you're a wine lover, here's a little secret. There is a personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to discover new wines you're guaranteed to enjoy. To start, you just answer a few questions on their website about what flavors you like, how often you drink wine, and if you prefer red, white, or rosé. As always, I love a quiz. (laughs) And based on the answers that you give, First Leaf curates a really amazing selection of wines. Just for you. Later, when you rate those wines, your wine selection gets even more tailored. Choose when the wine is delivered and how often to get new assortments of wine. If you want wine pairing advice or to talk about the wines in your box, you can always speak with one of their First Leaf experts. As someone who loves wine but really doesn't know much about why I like certain bottles and what it goes with, this is such an incredible way to get to know your own taste in wine better. I know. I totally agree. I got to try the Chenin Blanc from South Africa that is part of First Leaf's premium wines collection, and it was so good, and it was not something that I would have necessarily picked out myself a quiz and good wine? I mean, everyone's winning here. (laughs) Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash LTSI to get your first box. That's T-R-Y firstleaf.com slash LTSI. Tryfirstleaf.com slash LTSI. And we are back. And at Petco Park, Charity and Brayden are just like sitting on the pitcher's mound, drinking some champagne. And this means it's time to have a serious talk. It's time for Brayden to be like, 
maybe I shouldn't be here, but I don't know. <laughs> but maybe I can't. She doesn't even have maybe to I can't. ask him about it, it seems like. No, he's really volunteering this. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I appreciated for like a second his vulnerability, <laughs> if that's what we're going to call it. Um, I yeah. did like that he was open about it. At least it's not a pretend, you know, um, as we've seen so many times on the show. So I did like that he was just like, here, like, here's... So yeah. now we have to start not blaming her, but if she keeps... <laughs> like, she knows what she's getting with him. And she felt it seemed fine with it. Yeah, at this point, she's she's like a little, de- like, sad to hear what he has to say, but she's also, like, appreciative of his transparency. He basically is like, I'm so happy I'm here. I am really crushing on you, but it's hard to go all this time without seeing you while you spend time with other guys. She's like, oh, no, I get it. It's really hard. And he says, when she's away, he has doubts, and he wonders, can I keep doing this? And he says, I'm afraid this attitude will end up hurting you. And she seems pretty shaken after this. She's, like, grateful that he's honest, but she's also like, I don't want to be with someone who can't fight for the relationship like I would. I don't want to not be a Mm -hmm. priority. I don't want to not be fought for. And so I might have to send him home if he's really not capable of it. And this is what bothers me about Brayden's whole approach is that it does sound like honesty and transparency, right? You're like, oh, he's, like, opening up to her. But it actually seems like this very carefully calculated way of lowering her expectations without yes. ever quite giving up so much that she cho- chooses to disconnect, right? Yeah, I think that's what started to bother me. And, you know, there it's it's one thing that it, to just have this one disclosure, but then as we'll get to, this comes up a handful of times. And I always just get a little like, my hackles up a little bit when I see someone be like, I'm so into you, but I'm just worried I'm going to hurt you. Yeah. Because there is, there's something about that that just feels like he's saying, I have permission to hurt you because I've told you I might do it. Rather it's, it's than the, being like, the, I I'm should no have- I'm good for you, baby. <laughs> like, right. You I'm, I'm no good for you. I'm really into you. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's a setup. It's a setup for exactly. You know, I get to behave badly in the future because I've 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 told exactly. you exactly. I was yes. this really good, wholesome person who communicated everything up front, and so now you're the problem because I told you that once. You know, right? It's sort of like punts responsibility if- off of him to act in a way that doesn't hurt her. Right? He could he could very much say, and I would respect it if he was like. This is just bringing up too much for me. I need to think about it for a couple days, but this might not be the right place for me. I'll let you know like next week, but like I might need to go home. Instead, he's like, I'm fighting. I'm here. I really like you. You're worth trying for, but also I might hurt you. And also I might need to leave. And it's the, it puts her in a position where there's really no way to win because she either has to send him home prematurely when she likes him or just give him all the rope but he has permission to just walk away at any point yeah and and it's so passive in a way he's like this attitude i'm worried this attitude of mine will hurt you and i'm like no your behavior you have control and you have control over that yeah yeah i don't uh, i don't yeah. like it at all 
Yeah, it goes from, like, just trying to be honest with her to starting to seem like something, like a familiar manipulation tactic that I don't love. So that night back at the Seabird, the date card arrives, the group date card, and it is addressed to Joey, Aaron B., Michael, James, Caleb, Aaron S., Sean, Xavier, Tanner, Adrian, Dotton, and John. Ken, you feel the love tonight. So obviously we know what we're getting. It's a Barbie date. I mean, it's at the least only this is like that would a logical, <laughs> at least this is a logical crossover. I feel like half the time they'll like shoehorn in a movie that you're just like, no one in this audience wants to see this movie. And I do at least believe that a lot of us who are watching The Bachelorette would like to see the Barbie movie. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Yes, I already have. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. Like, I'm excited. I, I love me some Greta it. Gerwig. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I think the Venn diagrams are like just a circle of exactly. the audiences. <laughs> well, I think it was. Th- well, this is good marketing, obviously, too, because you're right. It is the a- audience that would want. Sometimes they have these movies, and I'm like, who wants to see this? Yeah, you're like, yeah. no one yeah. is interested in this. Yeah. Thank you, ABC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, the men are not in that target audience. They're all like, Ken, you feel the love tonight. Like, who's, what Ken? The, who's Ken? Who could Ken be? <laughs> but they finally notice that this means Warwick got the one-on-one, which no one was prepared for. There are clearly a couple guys who are like, oh, I've been getting a lot of attention. I'm getting group date roses. Maybe I'll get the one-on-one. Warwick was not in that conversation. The other men anyone. barely remember that Warwick is there. Yeah. And Warwick also barely seems to notice what's happening. Yeah, Warwick doesn't know that Warwick is there. Warwick has no idea what's going on. I don't know if he's microdosing or he just (laughs) seems like he is not with us on I want whatever beta blockers he's on. It seems really pleasant. Seriously, they're all like, Warwick, what's the deal, man? He's just like, yeah, uh, feeling good? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Right. He's like, is is everyone looking at me or is that, eh, it's fine. And... The other men seem honestly a little annoyed. John says in his in the moment that he loves Warwick as a person, but he's just so quiet. And Xavier openly to everyone says, I'm happy for you, but I'm just confused about how she's moving. I'm trying to understand her picks, which is (laughs) a classic rude thing to say after someone else gets a Mm one-on-one. But the thing is that Warwick is so clocked out that he's just like, (laughs) yep. I guess. He's like, I don't know either, man. I Great question. I don't even have a response to that. I'm just going to keep nodding and smiling. <laughs> yeah, there was no fight in him at that point. He was like, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, he's like, fair. Fair point, man. I don't know. Warwick is such an odd... Like, how did he I'm get excited. here? He seems completely to unmotivated <laughs> to engage with the process in any real way. I think yes. that's why he had to get a one-on-one, honestly, or else they were like, this man will never speak. <laughs> yeah. Which honestly would have been a fine outcome too. <laughs> Night date for Charity and Brayden. They're still haunting Petco Park. I hate that we're still on this date. <laughs> oh my God, I know. And I'm sure this it's isn't what happened, but it felt to me like Brayden was show. like, I won't leave. Can we yeah. have dinner here? I know that's not why it happened, but... Mm-hmm. I was just, like, Brayden is getting so much more screen time than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Ugh, they got to make it. It is most. really wild. This this whole episode. Yeah, it's bizarre, but it was a lot. A lot of Brayden, but they have changed into their their fancy outfits, and 
Brayden has slicked back his hair, which is the dress hairstyle for men of long hair experience. And Charity is ready to really drill into those concerns she has. She's like, I'm trying to understand him, but at the same time, I don't know if I'm something he wants. It's the natural nurture in me to be like, let me help. But at the same time, it's demonstrating old patterns for me. This time, I won't ignore the red flags I see early on. And it's true. It doesn't seem like she's ignoring them. She's more just sort of like acknowledging them and then not changing her behavior in any way. She's like, that's a red flag. I see it. I'm going to just go ahead with that. She just that. has a basket and she's collecting them. But she's, yeah, not she's like, when the basket is full, then I will consider action. How many yeah. red flags does it take to fill a basket? That's a moving target. We've got to see. We've got to see. She's in the double digits already, for sure. So they sit down for dinner on the field and he tells her he needed this because he's been out of whack. And... That's always a good sign when it's like week three and one of your front runners is like, I needed a personalized date around one of my favorite sports teams <laughs> in order to alleviate how bad I'm feeling about this whole process of dating you. Uh, and uh, Charity is like, I really appreciated your openness about your feelings, but it did make me nervous to hear you thought about leaving. And Brayden is like, but I didn't. I didn't leave in the end. I wanted to stay. I'm just... You know, I'm scared. I think we have a clip of his explanation of why he's having these feelings. I've had a relationship where I was cheated on and I was so invalidated. You know, I was so put down, so small. You know, when you have someone hurt you and then, you know, essentially smile on your face. Coming into the situation, it's hard because I'm, I'm walking back into that trauma, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm forcing myself to be okay with that trauma every day, you know, and it's like, can I handle it? It's like, I, I don't know. It's kind of depressing having to deal with things that I've experienced in the past. That's why I'm trying to control her expectations for her because I don't want to give her this expectation that I can 100% do it. Oh, this, this, there's so much to unpack in this whole scene. We chopped it up a little bit because we wanted to really listen to all of those comments back to back. And this really made me think about the Jonah Hill texts that are going around that his ex-girlfriend, um, surfer Sarah Brady, put out on on Instagram in which Jonah Hill kind of uses therapeutic language in order to in order to control his partner. And I'm not saying Brayden is at that level, but it did give me shades of like, I understand therapeutic language. I know how to dress up something in, in language that will make you feel comfortable and feel like I'm being really introspective and thoughtful. But in reality, what he's saying is like, this is hard for me. And so you just need to stick around and give me permission to really act in whatever way that I need in the moment because some hard things have happened to me. And it's like, what about your choice to be here and put yourself in this position on a dating show with 20 other men? Like, this is not a surprise. What about Charity's agency in like choosing this experience and getting to be around people who make her feel safe? Like, what about her trauma? It just, Mm -hmm. it really... It really rubbed me the wrong way. 
Yeah, it just gives you insight into what it could potentially be, right? Because, right. you know, I know I don't know how any of this ends, but with him, it just is the path of if this is all of this right now, and there's just a lot of, you know, it teeters on gaslighting, it teeters on manipulation, but there's just a lot of him, you know, making sure his needs get met first. You have to meet me where I'm at every single time. And she doesn't even have a chance to just be fully courted um, until, you know, like get there. If you're not there, get there and then say, okay, this is hard. You can communicate. This is a tough process. I knew what I was getting myself into. He acts like someone knocked him on the head and dragged him there. And then he woke up and he was at the bachelor mansion. Like, that's not how you got there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, how did like, I wind up you, in this traumatic situation? You, you had yeah. to go through an audition process. I and- mean, you're right. It's, it is. It, it's incredible to reflect on how little interest he has shown in her needs and whether her needs are being met. And yet, yeah, he's sitting here being like, how do I actually change how Charity is thinking about me in order to make me more comfortable here? How do I control her expectations through what I'm saying to her so that I can have the smoothest path for myself? Like the the way that Whenever a man says that he wants to just, like, control your expectations or manipulate your expectations of him, I feel like that is, like, the reddest red flag. The fact that he said that in those words exactly, like, I had to replay it. <laughs> mm-hmm. to I, like, like, I can't believe he just said that. Oh, my God, it. he just said that oh out God, loud. He admitted. <laughs> and I think that we're all empathetic to the idea that you might go on a show like this and then suddenly be like, oh, this is not a safe space for me. This is, like way harder than I thought it would be. Like, we know that this can be really, like, hard for your mental health, really traumatic experience for contestants. At the same time, something being hard for you does not give you license to treat someone else badly or to manipulate them. And... Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. You have, like, you have to balance that. I think it's always good when contestants can be open about their own feelings, but you have to balance that with caring about the feelings and needs of the person that you're with. And also at a certain point, it's like, if this is just not a safe space for you, then you need to remove yourself. Like that's the only solution here. Or you choose to stay in it Mm -hmm. and you you process what you're going through and don't put it all on her or expect that she is going to be spending yeah. 100% of her time making you feel comfortable. Yeah, I think bowing out would hurt, but at least she would be very clear he's not willing to put the work in. Or like, I think, again, being transparent and vulnerable, I think he could have communicated differently and saying, hey, mm-hmm. I know this is like scary for me, but I'm willing to make the effort because I'm, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm into you. Yeah, I think that you can convey that and also take, yeah, take ownership and be like, that's my totally. stuff to work through. You have been so, which she has. She's been very supportive of him and validating of him. And it's my job to try to work through this uh, as as well as I can. And instead, he's just like, anyway, I don't know if I can stay. And when I see with other guys, I really spiral. But I can one hundred percent promise that I will continue to try because you're a good girl, and I want to push forward for you. He's always using this infantilizing language towards her. And I continue to be like, Brayden, you Mm -hmm. are three years younger than Mm -hmm. her. Like, calm down. I dislike it very much. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, he definitely does uh, treat her fragile, um, like he has to fix her. So it just feels, it's it's just too, it, it's so many red flags. It's not even funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so many. It's, it's very, it's getting weirder and weirder. Mm-hmm. But he, he does something sweet. He whips out a Sharpie. If there's a baseball on the table. He writes a sweet note on it that's like, you, I see you, for. you're worth trying for, I'm here. And he's like, this way you can like see it when you go back to the hotel later as a reminder that I'm like here. And she's so touched. And she's glad that he answered honestly instead of perfectly. And this is the the the, the trick of it is that he's get, just like giving her little breadcrumbs mm-hmm. of truth. And then when mm-hmm. she finds out other shit that he said, she's like, well, that was a lot worse than what I, he told me he was feeling actually. And I thought he was being so honest. <laughs> I know. I do think, I mean, I, that was the thing I was left with was like, oh yeah, like that, he, he did, he was honest, you know, he wasn't trying to like paint a pretty picture and then lie back at the, you know, so there's that part I grapple with and yeah, he did say it in a different way. Well, it's also yeah. a telephone game, right? Like, cause then they'll also yeah. embellish. Yeah. <laughs> and tone changes. I mean, that is also just the hard thing about stuff that charity doesn't get to witness and we never know the totality of what's going on but there are i think just patterns that the three of us are picking up on that there's a reason that we all feel a little uneasy about Brandon. Yeah. we can't diagnose him we don't know everything that's going on we don't we're not here to say he's like a fundamentally bad person but there are there are just some red flags piling up and the fact that everyone from her brother to like every guy <laughs> in the house is like this guy is bad news like can all of these men be wrong have that many men ever been wrong about something? I don't think so. Friends and different cliques and clusters. <laughs> I mean, and, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the tricky part. But I think it's Everyone's because it started with her it. brother, though. Yeah, I feel like maybe her brother, yeah. maybe she's like, you can't tell me what to do. Maybe she's that person. And so then <laughs> she's, she's like, like, you're my best friend. I yeah. love you. Do not tell me what to do. <laughs> Fair. I yeah. as, as, as someone with brothers, I relate to that. So they make out in the stands while a video of fireworks plays on the big screen. She gives him the rose. It's just as good as real fireworks. (laughs) Just as good. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with the group date. Can you keep up? I like Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. There's dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops, and premium jeans. I mean, you name it, and Newly has it. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles for more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. Fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility are also included. Plus the option to buy what you love. I love Newly so much. I actually have bought several items that I found through Newly, and they are staples in my wardrobe. Most recently, I've been looking for the perfect pair of jeans, which is a constant quest because my body is always changing, and also jean styles are always changing. I was trying out this month the A. Goldie Pinchwaist jeans, which are sort of legendary for how flattering they are, and it was exciting to get to try them out without sending 200 of my dollars away. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code LTSI20. 
Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's newly with two U's, and enter the code LTSI20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's, with code LTSI20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And we are back, and it's time to meet our Kens, because it's the group date. The men are all have on their brightest and tightest little short sleeve button downs. Someone told them to to really do it up Ken style for yeah, this Yeah, they got, they got to get in character. And Charity, speaking of being in character, is in a perfect pink satin short suit. I obsessed. was so distracted by this outfit. I was like, where is it from? Yeah. I need it. <laughs> I needed a link. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I need it. Like, yeah. whoever is dressing Margot Robbie for the Barbie tour is is also clearly dressing charity for this date. It oh my was God. Perfection. Margot Robbie's press tour. It, I've never seen a better styling. The entire cast of the Barbie movie. And I'm glad mm-hmm. that they're they're sending some of that energy to charity <laughs> because she just looks fucking fantastic. Well I think the last whatever seasons that we've had of like bad wardrobes, I think now it it all they put it all back into charity season. Yeah, Carrie Fetman is like, I've yeah. heard your complaints about Rachel. <laughs> I will not make that mistake this time. And Katie. Yeah. And Katie. <laughs> oh yeah, and Katie. Charity's been looking on point. And this is this was a standout. And Charity's in her element. She's like, I love Barbie. I had all the Barbies growing up. Christmas Barbie, other Barbies. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a Christmas Barbie. This is me as a, a little Jewish girl. I, was not. I mean, I, I, I have to be honest. I think as a kid, I didn't really understand that there were multiple Barbies. I was like, you get a Barbie. 
and it's Barbie. <laughs> but then how do you have the Barbie that you cut their hair and make them look crazy and then you still have another Barbie? Honestly, I came from the kind of household where like I didn't get Barbies. <laughs> I did have Barbies, but then I sold them all in first grade at the yard sale so I could buy a bike. I had all of them. I knew there were other Barbies because I'm black. And so there yeah. were other Barbies. I was like, there's got to be more than Barbie and Skipper and Ken. And there were. So Thank there, God. Were, yeah. there really was like a whole Barbie universe. I feel like there was yes. an entire aisle at Toys R Us, basically, that was like just Barbie, right? You are correct. But this is where Charity is coming from. She is she is a person of, of many Barbies in her past. And now she gets to be Barbie. And what do you know? The date is also being hosted by one of her other faves, Jojo Fletcher, and also, of course, Jojo's Ken, Jordan Rogers, former you know bachelorette, they, and her choice. They were choice. like, these two, these two are hosting a whole ass other dating show. They yeah. have the chops to host this date. They're competent. I love that they couldn't get someone from the Barbie movie to actually host it. They just get Simu Liu to pre-record to zoom in it was awesome yeah i I, I was laughing so hard i got 25 seconds for you guys like like, really give me the zoom you're in california (laughs) like you couldn't get one of them there there are so many of them Everyone yeah. is in this movie. Literally every actor you've ever heard of. Issa yeah. Rae is like, Issa Rae's down the street. It's like, yeah. You, you oh my find God. Get Issa Rae. Get America Ferrera. Get Hari Neff. Get, I mean, literally everyone's in this movie. Everyone is in this yeah. movie. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> And they were like, they found one person who was willing to do a pre-recorded video message for 30 <laughs> seconds. And Jojo and I Jordan love that were Simu like, Lee's just we'll like, be there. Charity. I am rooting for you. I know how much you deserve love. Me, Simu Lee. I am a big I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan yeah, of Bachelor Nation. <laughs> he lied with his whole chest on that one. <laughs> yeah, okay. So Jojo and Jordan explain that in the movie, the Kens are all vying for Barbie's heart, which I'm confused by because aren't there also a ton of Barbies? I don't... Yeah, they're... Yes. They I don't know. I need to watch out. this movie. They're like... they're. He's like, the Kens are all vying for Barbie's heart. And Ken writes a love song for Barbie. So that's the date activity. You're going to write a love song for charity to the tune of Girls Just Want to Have Fun. This was a stretch, but they got there. I mean, honestly, less of a stretch than most movie mm-hmm. tie-in dates. Oh, very very true. Very I'm like, true. this is an activity they would actually do on The Bachelor. And they found yeah. something in the Barbie movie that is similar to that. Also, look, I, I enjoy the costumes. I enjoy these yeah. men. They have to, to wear just humiliate themselves. Classic Ken looks it. for their performances. Mm-hmm. Classic. So, so many tank tops hanging on that wall. So much neon. Caleb <laughs> gets the cowboy Ken look, of course. Oh, yeah. I mean. I, I love did. to imagine him elbowing people all the way and everyone else is like, I don't want to be cowboy Ken. Go for yeah. it. <laughs> you do that. I did like Dutton's um, wig. Uh, but it was... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, Dotton with just like the silver hair. <laughs> and he was Every astronaut. It. It, was, yeah. it was awesome. I know. I was like, Dotton, someone needs to like pin back your wig for you. You can barely see, buddy. Yeah. It's yeah. just like. I love how some of them, they were like, you need a wig. And some of them, they're just like, eh, close mm-hmm. enough. And I'm like, why do we need the wigs at all? Yeah. <laughs> Except yeah. for John, because his costume is birthday suit can. And otherwise, it's just a body stocking. So I guess. <laughs> 
they needed to jazz that up with some pl- plastic yellow hair. John yes. served a purpose, and I thought it was hilarious. I also enjoyed that Tanner was like, John looks like a giant sperm. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like something. It was unsettling. Was like, I mean, it, yeah. was, it was very uncanny valley. You're like, this is not quite human, and I'm creeped out. Yeah. And I think we have a clip of Sean discussing his costume. This day is perfect for me because I look like a Ken doll. Like Ryan Gosling is Ken and you couldn't cast a better Ken unless you were casting me. So, but underneath this chiseled jawline and this great hair, like there is a lot of heart and there's a lot of depth. So if I can make the words resonate with Charity's heart, definitely think I have a huge advantage today. He has a huge advantage as a blonde man. I mean, it's got to just be the blonde thing, right? I mean, what is he talking about? Does he look like a Ken doll? I mean, I will say that um, my partner, Adam, like walked in during this and he was like, oh, that guy looks like a Ken doll. <laughs> so there must be something. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like he did. Some of them definitely uh, look like actual dolls. Dolls. Like, yeah. Yeah. And there is just something about Sean's, like, small facial features, but, like, swoopy hair and, like, kind of big eyes that it's a little doll-like. Yeah, Yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't give me Ken doll. I don't know. It's, they're, they're all just, like, really handsome, chiseled men. So for him, it's almost like this whole scene of him being, like, as the chiseled, handsome man here, (laughs) I'm at a huge advantage. And I'm like, Sean, (laughs) no, that's, that's false. Yeah, you at don't the supermarket, stand out for you your do. looks in this crowd. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah. they, every single one of these men could be the inspiration for a Ken doll. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. This is the, one of the few contexts where maybe you don't stand out for your chiseled jawline and great hair. But um, he is double denim Ken, so he gets to show off his. I did. I did enjoy this look. This is. I was like. I. This is one of the costumes. I definitely believe a Ken doll would have worn. And Charity (laughs) leads the men in costume out to a pink draped stage set up on the beach. There's a screaming crowd. There's a house band also dressed in pink who are ready to play. Girls just want to have fun twelve times in a row. I needed I needed more variety of the music. I was like, why can't we just pick well, other songs? But Well, I imagine it's so that they the house band only has to prepare one song, right? <laughs> like I mean, I just was like we need more of these men to actually know what the tune is to girls yeah. just want to have fun. Yeah. These men need a Cindy Lauper education. They have not received one. Only about Two of them seemed to know the tune at all. It's actually, I mean, to be fair to them, it's pretty challenging to sing a song in the correct melody at the correct beat if you are not a good singer. Especially with a live band. Like, they needed just, I don't know, like a karaoke track running in the back, at least. They do their best, okay? They really do. No, they really do. And some of them were deeply charming, like Dotton. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. I was very, very into Dotton. Because he was like, I'm terrible. I'm terrible. He was, I think it was the humility that he had that made it so sweet. It wasn't trying to be over the top. And so he was just knew he was ridiculous. And so I really, I really became a bigger fan of him. 
in that Me too. Moment. I've been, a, been yeah. a big fan of him the whole yeah. time, but this like solidified it. Like the goofy wig, he's just like getting into it. He pulls Charity up on stage with him. I like yeah. the chorus of his song, Charity I is was gonna as Bright say, as the Sun. His is yeah. one of the better written <laughs> songs. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a lyric right there. Yeah, it's it was not, very it's sweet. not, it's not taking the actual chorus of girls just want to have fun and changing like one word, which is what a or lot of the guys just doing do. something that doesn't <laughs> even make any sense. That's just like charity, send these guys home. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. It just doesn't. It makes sense, but line. it wasn't like about but, like, her. Why would that be the chorus of, or about yeah. her? That's what I like. We could put yeah, any name really in, plug song. any name yeah. in there, and just it was yeah. more about I'm great. These guys, yeah. Suck. Stay yeah. Don't send me home, Charity. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I thought he really, he really shone. And <laughs> in in his in the moment, Michael is trying to like rip on him for having a terrible costume that doesn't even have an oxygen tank. And He's I like, was you like, know, Ken. <laughs> Ken is always so accurate to science. Okay, where that's the thing about Ken dolls tank. and their outfits. Also, Dotton did not design this costume, Michael. Like that's a distraction <laughs> technique. Get out of here. Yeah. Clearly. But and he probably think- was limited since he's like eight feet tall. So he probably was <laughs> I know I was he- thinking about that. I was like. <laughs> These men are not the same size. Like, what? How's yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I think another advantage of the picking one song thing is that they can do a montage of the different songs and it pieces together sort of one song. So we get a little, a little run through of some of the performances. Most of them are terrible singers and they can't really carry a tune, but they are really trying. They're working the crowd. John drapes himself on the on the table in front of Charity, etc. And then, of course, there's that one guy who comes to karaoke night and is actually a really good singer and is like, I'm going to sing a ballad. And that guy is Caleb. Caleb. I, this was a missed opportunity. I'm like, Caleb, could you at least, again, commit to the actual tune mm-hmm. of the song? Because mm-hmm. I like You're this just because, yes, he didn't bring his guitar with him. They asked him to sing. And he hasn't mentioned, at least from what we see, that he's right. a performer other than the wrestling thing or whatever he does. So I liked that this was, I was like, oh, this is nice because he didn't volunteer. But yeah, you're right. He didn't fully commit. Yeah. I was like, great. Yeah. Yay. We get to hear someone like be really cr- like on point. And then he's just like, charity. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's like, love. this song is a dance track. It's not optimized mm-hmm. to show off my chops. I've got to turn this into a ballad. Like, yeah. I can't, unfortunately, just pick My Heart Will Go On at the karaoke machine, but I can turn Girls Just mm-hmm. Want to Have Fun into My Heart Will Go On through <laughs> my own vocal choices. <laughs> yeah, it was not, it was very trying to be Michael Buble. It was just, yeah. I was like, this is a lot. Yeah. And I, and I really, look, I have a soft spot for Caleb. He seems like a really sweet guy. And also he keeps being arguably the most talented one at these challenges, <laughs> but Charity's not that into him. So he yeah, just he's like, like never gets I play pushed. baseball. I sing. Yeah. I can throw a 90 mile per hour yeah. fastball. I can body slam people. What am I not yeah. giving you? And Charity's just like, eh, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, earrings and a scarf is what I need. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what you're missing. <laughs> if it weren't for Brayden, he would be the most like vibrantly dressed. Like he wears it at one point later, like a, f- 
a rose I, pattern blazer. I love it. But because Brayden it. is there with his with his earrings, he he still doesn't quite pop. Yeah. yeah poor Caleb. Justice yeah. for Caleb. But <laughs> Sean is really sweating following Caleb because he is a bad singer and he actually is, I think, the worst singer that we see. And we see a lot of bad singing, but Sean is the first one where I'm like, I actively don't want to hear this happening right now. (laughs) But he's like, I'm going to compensate by working the crowd. I'm going to show Charity that there's more than just a pretty face to me. I'm like, let's hear about it because... You have not been really leaning on any other aspect of your whole deal. Mm-hmm. But he does his performance. He he works the crowd. He rips off his denim vest to show off his He does pecs, commit. And you he gotta pulls give him charity credit. up for that, a kiss That's at the what end. I like. It doesn't matter about the sing the that. I like more the commitment. That he went yeah. for it. Yeah, he, he was knew he wasn't fun. perfect. Yeah. I like that. That's what you gotta do. Like you've mm-hmm. got to embrace how bad your pitch is. Mm-hmm. And just be like, I'm going to gut through this, and then I'm going to kiss Charity. And that's going to make her feel special. And that's right. honestly all that matters. And it did. And it, it did. did. And mm-hmm. even the other guys, you could see that they were like, okay, this is funny. He's doing well. Like, well played, Sean. Fine. And Charity awards the romantic solo peer stroll, which is the reward for the competition, mm-hmm. to Sean. Double denim Ken, who is now just denim Ken because he never puts his vest back on. <laughs> There's just he one didn't. denim. He just walked in. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, it, I didn't like that. And then how he ended everything <laughs> by he claimed his award. Yeah. His reward was interesting. Yeah. It, this is the beginning of Sean, like, immediately getting too big for his britches, like, within a nanosecond of getting a scotch of attention from charity. And he's like, Look at me. Who me? I'm the big man on campus. <laughs> like everyone wants to be me. The ladies want to mm-hmm. be with me. Uh, it doesn't take much encouragement for him to start acting like he's kind of in charge of the whole show. But first, Sean and Charity walk by the water at sunset, and he tells her that she's special and she has so much depth. And he quote hasn't felt these feelings in a long time. Which is something I love to hear on this show mm-hmm. from a guy who, who has spent like five <laughs> minutes with the lead. Yeah, because I'm just like, there's just no way. Like, no, I, no, that's I a lot. I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. Yeah. No, but, and it's such an obvious line. So guys always use it on this show, and so do women. Like, it's such a trope of the show. And charity's happy she's like when you see me and sean making out on the pier it's barbie and ken and she makes a heart with her hands and the other men are pretty upset back at the house i believe we have a clip of aaron s venting you want a pretty boy go chase after sean but look at me i'm a man like you know he'll take you shopping country clubs and wine and dine but if you want like a real life man who knows how to camp fish hunt water ski wakeboard all that stuff then yeah hit me up a real man. No, thank you. He knows how to water ski. <laughs> is there hmm. is there an option C on the board here? Like, this yeah. is really bumming can me I, out. Can I decline both of these brands of men? I, Are I there will men say who that, read out there anywhere? Yeah, none of no, that was Claire, said. <laughs> Claire, are you looking for a real man? Yeah. I don't, I or don't a know. man who reads? I, which, okay? is, which is worse, a man who wants to go to country clubs with me or a man who wants to water ski with me? <laughs> 
In Patience Hunt and camp, I was like, God, no. I'm personally traumatized by Aaron S. Because he just strikes me as that guy on a dating app who's just, his whole profile is just him holding, like, giant dead fish that he has recently caught. It's just a specific breed. I think he is tapping into the two of the most dominant strains of masculinity templates in the U.S., which is which are a real man is rich and can rich. give you the lifestyle that you deserve. Uh, uh, he's a provider. Or a real man is just, like, macho and, like, outdoorsy and does things with his hands and muscles and, like... <laughs> Dangerous sports. And those are the two kinds of manhood that are like accepted in our society. I will say that that this was another moment that Adam was watching with me and he was like, I request that you say that Aaron S is a feminism fail. And I was like, (laughs) We don't do those. I've taught you well. I know. He's just very dominant. And yeah, he he has a view of like this is the kind of person women should be with and not just necessarily charity. It was just like, well, he's an idiot if he's not any of these things that I am. So I just felt weird. He was, he was looking a little crazy. I have to say this overall. It it was really like a, a swift turn into toxic masculinity for Aaron S. I was like, Ooh, yeah, bro. Not a great, not a great look for me. No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And with that, it's time for the night date, and the rest of the men are allowed to rejoin for the cocktail portion of the evening. And as they sit soberly waiting for charity and discussing Sean's huge advantage from this romantic peer stroll, they're interrupted by Sean from the doorway, giving another horrifically off-key performance of his terrible song (laughs) and bursting in (laughs) like... Like, he's, like, leading the homecoming parade or something. And this does not have the effect that he wants. The men all just look sort of startled and unhappy. <laughs> and it does not bring the energy up in the room no. whatsoever. There's no, people S aren't crowding around like, him to, like, pat him on the back, which seems to be sort of what he expected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He clearly thought this was going to be funny. And instead, mm-hmm. Aaron S. is like, you're my enemy. <laughs> He's like, this dumbass comes in singing his Barbie song, thinking it's going to lighten the mood, which ended up being a complete failure. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was obnoxious. I mean, it was super obnoxious. Sean's very obnoxious. I mean, that's just a fact. And he just like swaggers in and his like shawl collar jacket. He's very shawl collar. And he brags to the guys about how the date was wild and he just stared at charity the whole time instead of the sunset so it was just like so great and amazing and so he's acting like a little off mm-hmm. for the setting but then the response from Aaron S is even more out of left field which is just Sean are you an only child <laughs> the whole way you walked in here have a slice of humble pie act like you've been here before <laughs> Like, Jesus. Where? Like, Where Aaron, are this you? is what you think. This is what you think, and you don't say it. Such a mess. None of, neither of them care about charity. No. That's what well, I took away from thing. that. that's the thing. That's the thing. You're like, neither of you should be here. You're both a distraction. You're both kind of pissing me off, personally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've, mm-hmm. had, I've had this weird, uh, not a soft spot for Aaron S., but like, I think he was funny he both, in the like, first few he episodes. He gave me, like, a bad vibe from the beginning, but 
at the same time, I was like, he's also just giving a lot more than I expected. I expected him to be a more strong and silent type, and he was giving a lot of funny commentary. And I was like, well, at least he's interesting. Like, he's adding to the entertainment value of the show. But things are really starting to curdle the longer he stays. And that's why he had to go. Yeah. They were like, okay, Aaron, right. we've had enough of your color commentary. You're done here now. We'll get a new narrator. Charity arrives, and mid-toast, Sean asked to grab her first, which was an aggressive move. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's just like one of those things that is... Frowned upon. ...designed <laughs> to piss off all the other guys. Yeah. Yeah, that was, it was so, again, it was so pretentious. It was so obvious that it was just, um, uh, it it just felt like it was just like, I'm going to just do this on, he knew it was going to get a reaction. Yeah, I think that's what like he was trying, like he was being provocative in some way. And like, to what end does he want to provoke these other guys? Like, so far, it seems like he's been getting along fine with everyone. And then he gets yeah, this little bit of attention. Himself. He's like, I'm going to rub their face in the dirt. And it's like, what are you, what's your strategy here? Zero favors. Are He's doing himself zero yeah. favors with this behavior. So the men are, like, pretty irritated as they're left in the dust. Caleb is like, oh, what's up with the vibes here? The vibes were real good before you came in singing on your high horse. And Aaron S. is like, well, Charity can sort through the mud just like we can. So they're all, like, passionately anti-Sean now. And meanwhile, Sean is just casually making out with Charity on a couch. And then he swaggers back to the group of men. And Adrian says, it's a group decision, bro, that you can no longer come to the couch. I don't know where you're going to go, but... (laughs) Yeah. And Sean... (laughs) (laughs) Sean tries to laugh this off. He's like, okay, I get it, man. He finds a seat next to Cider Esquire, James. And (laughs) James is like, not having it. He's like, do you get it? I haven't talked to her since last Tuesday. You were rude. Now I might not get a moment with her tonight. And if I don't get a moment tonight, I'm going home. If I walk out of here without a moment, that's it for me. Yes, James. Yes, exactly. You are not getting time with her and you're going to go home because she's just not that into you. I'm so sorry, buddy. She's missing out on so many <laughs> like, apple cider like, donuts. I get, I get why he's annoyed. I mm-hmm. do. But also I'm like, if she liked you, you would have had a moment with her. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Like, yeah. Both of it. But I, yeah, I mean, obviously Sean is not much more. He's no more of a man than Brayden. Like he's very immature. He's very... You know, yes. so, but yeah, but also you're right. Like if you keep saying, oh, I'm not going to get time now. I'm not going to get time. It's like, you're not doing anything about that. You keep saying <laughs> you're not getting time. Yeah, that's the like thing I- that becomes frustrating. Like this devolves into this like confusing argument where Sean is like, you were asking me to explain and that's why I'm explaining. And the other guys are like, no one asked you to explain. We're just mad at you and there's nothing you can say to change it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what is? what do you guys even What's want out of here? this argument? Nothing. They're just, They're annoyed, just annoyed, annoyed because Sean is being immature and, and selfish. And obnoxious. And obnoxious. Mm-hmm. And so they want to convey that to him. But then there's nowhere further to go with that because ultimately their real concern is like, am I going to get a rose tonight? And that's not Sean's decision. It's charity. Right. Right. So instead it all gets conflated into this like nonsensical (laughs) soup. Then they all just sit there being like, (laughs) I'm I'm so mad about what happened. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh goodness. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. 
And John tries to take the the strategic tack here. He's like, that was very disrespectful to Sean. However, I need to block that out. I need to focus on charity. I've gotten one group date, Rose. I think I can do it again if I, like, really dial in. And mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to try to do tonight. So he sits with charity and he tells her the magic words. He's like, is wild. I know what the ladies <laughs> want to hear. I play guitar for my church for six years yes. on the worship team. Can we talk about... Can we oh. talk about that? Just really yes. quick. Yes. This we was his entry can. into, uh, yeah, Vacation Bible School. I said, up. Oh, <laughs> he is trying to let us all know. I think I put it down here that John was trying to let us know that he was on fire for the Lord. Um, <laughs> but he was, he wanted us to know. I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. Was, he was telling Charity. He was like, yeah. You see? You you. You're picking mm-hmm. up what I'm putting down? He's like, yeah. two things about me. One is I'm a Christian. And the other is I'm one of those cool Christians <laughs> who plays guitar on a worship team. So like, like Hillsong. Yeah, like Hillsong <laughs> oh style. God, yeah. Like we're playing the cool music. We're getting all the young people hyped up. Our youth group is like the place to be. That's me. That's what I'm bringing to the table. He's like, I'm also the kind of Christian that loves popular girls oh my god this was hilarious too what where did this even come from he starts being like oh you're famous and popular and everyone wants you and that's why i'm here not because you're famous but because everyone wants you and i'm like still wrong (laughs) i feel like he was trying to give her a compliment he's like oh you're so famous you're so popular everyone wants you and then he like for some reason said and that's why i'm here and then realized like that sounds really bad you shouldn't just be here because she's famous. And then he tried to course correct. And it's like, That's you so can't. Weird. This you, is sh- just- you shouldn't be here because she's famous. Yeah. You should be here because she's popular. And you're yeah. competitive. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, everyone wants you. So I was like, obviously, I want you too. Oh my God, yeah. John. It, was, it was so weird. I know he's trying. <laughs> he's, I like John. But this was just, it was one yeah. of those things where you're like, oh, no, you started saying yeah. something. You didn't know where you were going. And then mm-hmm. you just like fumbled it. No. Yeah. I th- I feel like he was probably trying to pivot to like, you're so great. Like the qualities yeah. that you have that make you so popular. Those are right. Why Everyone I'm here. wants you because but you're he so amazing. Complete that circuit. <laughs> he doesn't get there. <laughs> oh no, it was mostly just hilarious. Uh, Charity sits down with Michael and hears about his parents, who are both educators. She tells Tanner that she originally went to school to be an educator herself. And this is when I was like, Michael and Tanner probably both of them are not long for this world because you hear them having these like deep conversations and they're just like, okay, moving on now. I feel like Tanner might be a dark horse because I remember in the season preview seeing him getting extensive one-on-one time. So I think he always gets a one-on-one date. Maybe he's just coming. I mean, he's still there at the end of this episode, but they really were not. By the skin of his teeth. Yeah, they were not trying to focus on them. But Dotton... Dotton has a special little one-on-one within the group date, which is a good sign. I felt like this was Charity being like, I actually wanted Dotton to win the date, but then Sean had to, so I'm going to make another little mini date. She could have picked Dotton, to be fair. Well, it was double denim. It was her decision. So you have (laughs) double denim is going to win most of the time. (laughs) Yeah, it's too alluring. It's too alluring. (laughs) She definitely could have picked Dotton, but she she wants to have a special time with Dotton as well. And so she set something up for him, which is always a good sign from the Mm -hmm. lead that she goes out of her way. Very good sign. To bring him to her hotel room. Mm -hmm. He sees this. He's so giddy. he's, He's overcome. He like has to cover his face with his hand. 
So cute. He's like, I'm in Charity's room. Um, And he tells her that she makes him feel so special and that's hard for him to feel. And then he does something that we have not seen enough of this season, which is that he gives her a very specific compliment that is not about her looks. He says, you give me something I've never had in previous relationships. And that is that I always felt like I was being learned from, but I didn't really have anything to learn from the other person. But I do want to learn from other people. And I find that I want to learn from you. And I see things in you that I want to learn. And he calls her such a competent person. And Charity is so touched that she starts to cry. This was really sweet. And I loved mm-hmm. that he was like, I want to learn from you. Like, I see these qualities in you that I admire. And I feel like I can I can take things away. I can, like, learn new things from you. And I think the idea of that exchange in a partnership is really beautiful. And yeah, you're right, Claire. It is like a specific comment on who mm-hmm. she is and what he thinks their relationship could be rather than just like, I you're can't hot stop staring and you have at you depth because your eyes are so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe we have a clip of what he says next. And it's just so crazy to mm-hmm. me that to watch you become what I'm seeing as my ideal woman. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge deal, Charity. No, no that means... Do you not see the tears in my eyes? <laughs> I, mean, I see the tears. Yeah. Oh, and she says in her in the moment that no one has ever talked about her that way ever. She seems really bold over. I love this because we have been getting so much Braden time and spending all this Braden time being like, all he's doing is thinking about himself and like how he can be comfortable and what charity like makes him feel about himself and Dotton is like being very attentive to charity in this way that she deserves and i just love it and building sweet. her up in a way that feels specific to her mm-hmm. and also genuine rather than just like empty word salad yeah and i i mean especially coming from someone who is equally as competent right because he's is it a phd is he the one with the PhD? I think he has or? a master's and right, so he works in, in like integrative, integrative medicine. medicine. Yeah. yeah. Like but nutrition. like he's still obviously extremely smart, extremely uh, competent, and um, just somebody that to, to know that someone else who is that uh, at high functioning um, is looking to her for some things as well and can respect, mutually respect her. I think that that's important. Um, yeah. Not like, I'm going to do all these things yeah. for you, or there's not much I can take from you other than your beauty and you're a nice person. Um, they seem well-matched in that way. Like, they're both, like, educated, intelligent, accomplished people who, like, kind of have their shit together. And, like, then there's, like, a you know, some of these guys where you're, like, he doesn't have much to offer her except noticing that she's hot, which he's into. Mm-hmm. And... With Dot and there's much more like substance there for them to draw on. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see them get some more one-on-one time because I feel like Dotton, while he's been a presence, he's like not a showboaty guy. So he hasn't kind of like stolen that camera time in the way that some of these other men have. And I I selfishly would like to spend more time with Dotton. He's a very pleasant, mm-hmm. pleasant. And I'm always presence. just I'm always gonna root for the guy from Brooklyn. Okay. Like, <laughs> I love it. And at the end of the date, Charity seems to be feeling the same way because she gives the group date rose to Dotton. Aaron B. is pretty frustrated because he didn't get time with Charity. Sean stole extra time. He's like, there are a lot of immature guys here that don't give a fuck about anybody else. So it is time for Aaron B. to think of some way 
to punish some of these immature guys, <laughs> which we will come back to later. But meanwhile, back at the hotel, Warwick is getting ready for his one-on-one by donning a full tux while the guys are roasting him in absentia. I've never seen anything <laughs> quite like this on the show before. Where they're all just, just like, openly Warwick? like, Who's Warwick? Who is Warwick? When they we say- don't remember that he's here. He's We love him, but we can't we describe his don't... personality. We don't yeah. remember we know nothing about not. him. No, no, it's it, it was th- this is the most. I mean, I think they intentionally edited it this way too for us to. I mean, I think he also probably actually wasn't giving anything <laughs> in real life, but we. Oh, but they are. Just, yeah, <laughs> he, but we have. He does seen not it. get a single ITM until like three quarters of the way through his date. <laughs> yeah, like they. This man is just silent on this show. And I have to imagine they did film with him more than than they're indicating, but they're really painting a picture for us. They're like, this guy sure. is a blank page. Yeah. <laughs> there is nothing there. Uh, so I think we have a clip of Aaron S trying to play a little work themed game with the guys. Okay, let me let me let me play a little game, right? James, describe work. Nice guy. He's there, but no one really knows who he is. James pausing <laughs> so extra mean. long and saying, nice guy. <laughs> it's just, it's devastating. Devastating. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. so funny, too, because they all feel compelled to be like, I love him. I love, love that guy. general just, shape just of don't him. Know him. I don't know him. But <laughs> yeah. what is present. love, really? Um, yeah. In his In the Moment, Aaron S. says, they say they always say the most dangerous man in a room is the one who stays quiet and just observes. What if he's the silent killer and he's just not showing his colors until it's time to start chopping heads? And it turns out he's not. He's not. He's not no, he, he didn't killer. even yeah. give me that. He didn't give me that. <laughs> I, was, I was like, no, he, maybe there's a plot twist. Yeah. And no. Yeah, I'm like, no. this man is not sitting there plotting. This man is sitting there like zoning out thinking yeah. about something unrelated, <laughs> taking a nap. Yeah, the the longer yeah. he's on, the more I'm like, he just like somehow got cast and was like, all right, like, sure. And he's, he's just, just sitting like, there. He's just very handsome. He's just, just like existing. a very handsome Someone man. courted him, like someone reached out to him either on social media or at the mall. They're 100%. Kind of, and he was like, what day is that? When are we? <laughs> I think he's I can like, get oh, off I of mean, work. Sure, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, it appears to be a night only date. Um, it is the classic bachelor date. They shut down the whole theme park just for you to wander around in black tie apparel. It looked fun. <laughs> uh, it's a listen, it's a it's a good date. And charity seems to have put a lot of thought into this. She's like, I don't know anything about Warwick. He doesn't speak. I don't know who he is. <laughs> But I'm very physically attracted to him. And so I'm really excited to finally get some one-on-one time. Like, he seems like he has a very, like, playful energy that I think this date will work really well with. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I False. <laughs> As it turns at out. First, at first, they seem to be having fun. They're, like, laughing. They're riding roller coasters in their black tie. But Warwick is not saying anything. Yeah. She's yeah. like, I'm loving just like laughing on the roller coaster with Warwick, but then I try to like ask him a question and he'll just be like, I don't know. <laughs> What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Uh, um, whatever, <laughs> whatever works, I guess. And then he commits a cardinal sin. He does not scoop her ice cream. 
You can tell she's just grasping for something. She's like, he couldn't even fucking scoop the ice cream. I mean. That was pretty horrible. That she's was, wearing- I was like, he might as well be flatlined. Like, he might as well be. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not I'm present. at his funeral right now. This is yeah. terrible. <laughs> she's looking for a little bit of gallantry. She's looking for a little bit of chivalry. And you can tell that Warwick goes on dates that are a little more along the lines of, like, a loose hang. Like, mm-hmm. Where there's no expectation of opening doors or offering drinks or scooping ice cream. He's just like, we're both here, like in the same place. That's a date, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what else yeah. am I supposed to do? She's in her like fur shrug, like dragging the the fur through the cotton candy ice cream to try <laughs> to scoop it herself. And she's like, he's not even gonna help me with this. He won't answer my questions. Like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> Painful. This was whole. This whole thing was <laughs> super so painful. Painful. Super <laughs> painful. At one point, she says they're like eating ice cream in near silence. And at one point, she's like, "What were you going to say?" Because it seemed like he was about to talk, and he's just like, "I don't know." And then he gets his first <laughs> ITM <laughs> of, of the episode of the season, in which he's oh my god, yeah, of the season, We've, yes, in which he's like, "Yeah, I think it's going well," but like. Amusement parks just make me really tired. And he yawns. <laughs> that was like an impressive yawn. Warwick needed yeah, to do like some a cartoon yawn. before yeah. this date. Um, rather than <laughs> whatever he's microdosing. Uh, yes. Yeah, he is tired. I will say, in some defense of Warwick, it's probably a date that starts at like... Midnight. <laughs> at, the, at, the, at the earliest, maybe nine... And then it probably yeah. goes until at least 3 a.m. Yeah, I was going to say, by the end, I, I did have some yeah. empathy for him, like, falling asleep in the van, because it's probably 3 to 4 a.m. That being said, yeah. if Charity, who has to go on all the dates, could make it through this without yawning constantly, he should have found a way to do the same. Or at least yawn mm-hmm. and... So they sit down for the the serious, <laughs> serious portion of this date, and Charity's just like really pulling out her best I am a child therapist skills I'm just gonna ask a bunch of questions hopefully one of them one of them will will bring an answer she's like tell me about your past relationships and Warwick is like I've had two and they just like didn't work out and she's like what well why and he says no specific reason just like they didn't work out you know they didn't work out she's like oh no okay no specific reason Okay, think of something to say about these relationships. Anything, you know, literally anything. We weren't on the same page. It wasn't the right timing. We didn't feel a connection. I mean, just there are so many generic things that you can say, but he gives he gives nothing. So she she tries again. We have we have a clip of what she asks next. How do you feel like you show up like best in relationships? Like when you're dating, like what's your best like I guess attribute about yourself? Oh yeah, well. yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's like a specific attribute yeah. that I have. It's okay. just, I guess, just being together. I yeah. guess, like, I, I really don't have like brutal the music. This is like, like my this, best oh. attribute in a relationship is being there, being there. <laughs> a pulse. <laughs> this is barely, but yeah, I think um, this, yeah. I can imagine the awkwardness of the producers and everyone just like, oh my God, 
Like they must, no, there must just the, be like the yes, incredible thing this is, is yeah. going to be great. He can't even spin. Like there is a way to spin what he's saying. For example, well, I think that something that's really important to me in relationships is is spending quality time together and. I always make it a huge priority to make sure that we are spend time together and connect and I'm just really available to my partners. Boom. Same answer. But it actually sounds like an attribute now. Like, yeah. the, what does this guy do in job interviews? Like, I'm getting hives thinking about being in a job interview where they ask me a question like this. Like, what is your strongest trait as an employee? And I can't think of anything to say. And they're just staring at me. And I'm and like, you're just like, you uh, know, I like, usually be, come uh, on the days I, that I'm paid to be there. Like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. I would say, like, being at a desk is like, one of my best. <laughs> attributes i don't he's in construction he is in construction (laughs) that's true god help the buildings that he is putting together because oh my god he there's a lot of communication and coordination required in like managing a construction project (laughs) yeah that's concerning yeah such a good point claudia yeah. Oh God. So I don't. I don't know. <laughs> wow. I'm really worried. Extra concerning yeah. because then she says, "I pride myself, for example, on being a good communicator," and he's like, "That's actually a weakness of mine is communicating." <laughs> he's like, "I can't think of any good attributes, but I can think of a weakness, and it is in it's the the thing that you said is the most important to you. That's my yeah. biggest mm-hmm. weakness, and that is kind of like the foundation upon which every relationship is built. And also, yeah. as you point." out um a lot of jobs for example <laughs> constructing buildings i i'm terrified uh, i don't want to go and then, and then he follows this up with like i'm also really reluctant to get into relationships yeah this somebody made him go i don't know what happened his mother was like i'm he tired did not of you being single. Be there. no he he was he was like i guess i'll go and yeah then he was like, like wait i've up. done everything to show i'm not interested and she's giving me a one-on-one this is amazing. <laughs> the least effort that he was able to. Yeah. He's like, when do I get to go to sleep? Yeah. Which that, yeah. frankly, that is the only part of his energy that is really. I kind to of me. love this because I, as charity, would do the same. I'd be like, oh, this guy Warwick, he's like unconventional for the show. He seems so quiet. He hasn't seemed so like mysterious. The I, but I, he's cute. I'm going to ask him on the date. And uh, what do you know? He really is not the type of guy to be on the show. He w- wishes to give nothing. He doesn't know how to be on camera. He has nothing to say. So at least now she knows. And that's an efficient way of finding out. <laughs> she certainly does know. <laughs> in her in the moments, Charity's just like, are you kidding? This is ridiculous. Like, what is happening? Why can't... I, I mean, this... And also, this is an experience that... Who among us has not had this on a date where you're like, I'm carrying this conversation on my goddamn back, and he can't even put together a sentence to respond Mm -hmm. to an easy question? I have been on those dates where you're just like, have the drinks been drank enough that I can exit? Are we done here? I remember one once where the guy, the check was delivered, and it was like next to his hand, and I Mm -hmm. found myself looking at it and being like, would it be weird to lunge across the table yeah. for the chat? You're like, I need this chat. <laughs> Do I, I have, have to wait God. for him to acknowledge it? I have done that before. I even <laughs> left money on the table and booked out of there. Yeah. And he was like, I'll pay <laughs> if we're going to see each other again. And I was like, I'm so nope. good. Yeah. This <laughs> no, was, this my was time is too time precious. Ago. You're like, I would pay yeah. money 
to be rid of this date. Yeah. Well, so. he was at least talking, and he when he did talk, he talked about his intestine removal. So I was like, I should just leave. Okay. Well, and then he didn't good, say anything. It's good that yeah. he was being a straight there. woman is truly a curse. We have to put up with Soma. <laughs> so Charity decides to lunge for the check. She's like, thank you so much for sharing what you have shared with me. <laughs> what a fun day we've had. Uh, when it comes to the readiness, we're on two different pages. I can't give you the rose. I'm really sorry. And Warwick, Warwick's just like, okay. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's okay. No big. And the yeah, most animated whatever. we've seen him. That's okay. It's, it's I was okay. like, wow, he perked up. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, don't worry about, about it. it. I'm not, yeah, where's like, the no, car? I'm no not big. Here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to go to sleep. Uh, and in the limo, he mostly just seems tired. They're like, were you expecting to go home tonight? And he gives this like jaw cracking yawn. He's like, yeah. If we were to, if we were, if I were to say, we'd just be wasting time. I like that he just repurposes what Charity said to him. He's like, we were on different pages. Uh, this man, he can't even he couldn't come, even come up, up with, with an original. Yeah. yeah. Not even. Whatever and she then he says just sounds falls good asleep. to me. And then he falls asleep. Classic. <laughs> Honestly, that, incredible. It, I, enjoy, it, I enjoyed this it. This is a legendary date. I've never seen someone make so little effort to engage on a one-on-one. Like, yeah. usually if someone has this little interest, you would think they would volunteer to leave. Mm-hmm. They say, oh, I have to go He's, take care of my cat or whatever they do. Yeah. And they're like, I have are to you leave. kidding? Warwick is the yeah. most passive man on earth. You think he's making a move to like... No. any Towards any action? I don't. I, act, no, he's I like, absolutely I don't, will. but I'm saying often when someone is this disinterested or uninterested in the lead, they would remove themselves before this ever happened. He's not interested in any experience. So he's just like, oh I've God. been told to arrive here. I'm here. I'll be here until I'm told to leave. Incredible. I imagine that's just how he floats through all of life. Oh. Like it's not charity specific. It's just, that's the Warwick brand. Yeah, I agree. I, I think he makes no decisions at all. Yeah. 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 It's easy for guys to live like that these days. because one- Especially when they're handsome. Yeah. A woman will at some point decide to be in a relationship with you, and then you can just coast on that for a while. Mm-hmm. Another day dawns. Warwick is gone, and the men are regrouping. Brayden decides to tell the guys that he had a dream that at the rose ceremony, Charity called him up, took off his rose, and gave it to someone else. Is Brayden is a plant? Like, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> this is weird. It's weird. Or, he's matching he's Charity. Psychic. He's foreshadowing drama on the show. <laughs> and the guys are just listening to him vent freely. He's like, you know, you have that anxiety about relationships in general. Here, it's just magnified. And you know, the thing Which, that really gets true. me is, like, I'm not sure I could get engaged after just this period of dating with 20 other dudes. Like, that just doesn't seem realistic to me. I don't think I, I actually it. gasped when I heard this. I was like, this is the biggest unforced error I, I've, like, ever witnessed He's got on this to show. be a plant. Mm. Like, like, what? They're like, Why? these seasons have been getting too uneventful. We have to fully cast a guy to look like the game and <laughs> or mystery or whatever. And to act like the worst decision-making villain in the history of the show. It's just so incompetent as a cast member on this show to be like, I'm going to tell the whole group of men right now that I don't think I can get engaged. And here's the thing. I'm actually sympathetic Mm -hmm. to feeling like uneasy about getting engaged. That's fair. But what is the fuck is he doing here? 
it's like oblivious. Like, I, yeah. I don't understand why he thought that that was, it, I don't know if he really is. I mean, it could be a plant, but I don't understand why he is so oblivious. It's just yeah. giving like, He's just I'm the only that. one here. I'm the only one yeah. that matters. You're all just my personal therapist. Yeah, you don't so exist. I'm just here sharing. You don't exist outside of my brain, which is kind of how he treats charity too. Like the only thing mm-hmm. that's real here is me and my brain. And yeah. everyone else is just kind of a figment of that. And you're going to, just do whatever I kind of think you're going to do. And then he's baffled when that's not what happens. It's Aaron B, though, weird. is like, I've found it. I'm pissed off. I'm annoyed with everyone. And I have found the thing I can snitch on. I mean, Brayden basically here got up go, there and baby. wrote, I'm here for the wrong reasons on a chalkboard exactly. for him. Yeah. Yes. Very, very, you. very oblivious behavior. The men head to the cocktail party before the rose ceremony. Caleb is in his black and white rose patterned blazer that I mentioned I enjoyed earlier. it. And Charity starts by grabbing Joey. And Joey is Sweet always here Joey. to pluck on our heartstrings. He's the soft boy. He's the soft boy. I love yes. him. Yes, yeah. he is my favorite. He's if I can really, say that. If I can say that. <laughs> yeah, you can't. I, yes. Joey's absolutely getting the romantic lead edit, like, every episode. Yes. I, I'm like, are they setting him up to be the next? I feel like they're... I had three, that thought. Yeah. There are yeah. only three paths for Joey. Um, final, final choice. Yeah. Next bachelor or like the guy on the beach, like the one yeah. that like, everyone's like first sand about. on the beach. Yeah, right? first yeah, sand like, exactly. Yeah, a hundred percent. He's he's not gonna be gone. No, he's no, he's gonna no. be a major player in this universe in some capacity. And I don't see him. I don't see a villain turn for him. So I think I those are the so. options. He tells Charity that when he's having a low time, he brings out letters from his late grandfather that he brings everywhere. And he pulls them out of his pocket and shows them to her as well of a photo. He's like, this is the patriarch of our family. Mm. And she's like, you always give such good eye contact. And he's like, you're captivating. The eye contact is easy. And they make out. so into charity that mm-hmm. he's just looking at her like he wants to devour her at all times which is so mouth. amazing yeah. <laughs> yeah he's just like i love it it's really cute you look at him and he's just like oh my god charity like it, you can yeah. see it every time she walks in the room he's so into her it's very <sighs> which is the reassurance that she's looking for so it, yeah. it's a nice you know and i i like that he does it in a way that's not just verbal like i know she likes words of affirmation I relate. I'm also a words of mm. affirmation girly, but I do think that sometimes, like, it's easy for someone to just say things, say lines. Yeah, yeah. You and, and so if if you are really into that, there mm-hmm. is a chance that you can be sort of taken by empty words. And I like yeah. that people like Dotton and Joey are doing things mm-hmm. that show their interest outside of just the nice words. Yeah. The, 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 the cliches. Yeah. Um, Xavier has a surprise for charity. <laughs> the project he was working on, on the bus is now complete <laughs> so and it is a scarf for charity. Gotta say the colors are very chosen by a straight man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like kind of. It's a scarf for, or beige. Brady. So it could be for Brady <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah. <I> just, yeah. <laughs> Um, but he knit a whole scarf. And I want to say in our first episode, we were like, maybe the knitting is not real, but he knit a whole scarf. And so I want to say, I'm sorry, Xavier, you 
or legit. Mm-hmm. We should never have questioned you. <laughs> and he says it's the first time he knit something for someone else. It's so cute. It's so sweet. Was sweet. And Charity's feeling good. She's like, this night is going great. No one piss me <laughs> off, please. Someone is obviously going to have to piss her off because this <laughs> of is course. a television show. So, we're, And we're in week three. Yeah. Okay. Someone's going to piss her off. Let's talk to Brayden. He's wearing dangly earrings again. I <laughs> love this because we get actually a moment of Charity being like, oh my God, I love your earrings. And I was like, this is what I, I want to see more appreciation <laughs> for the full range of what men's fashion could be, even though Brayden annoys me. Yeah. I'm like, see, he's wearing dangly earrings and mm-hmm. she loves them. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Embrace fashion. Brayden's fa- like Brayden's fashion risks are like <laughs> arguably the best thing about him. <laughs> I would no yeah. problem there. They're yeah. like snuggling together, palm to palm, and he jokes that he wishes he could just bring her home, or you know, while they're in the area, like, oh, if I could just bring you home to meet everyone. You need to tell me to pump the brakes, and she's like, not you planning a hometown already, but that's a good thing. That's great. <laughs> And they talk about how much they love words of affirmation, as you mentioned, Emma. And they make out for a while. And this is enough for Brayden to be, like, back in full night one giddy mode. I believe we have a clip. I got my rose on my chest, you know? I got the words off my chest. I got to have a bomb, like, a bomb time kissing her, a bomb time talking to her. And I mean, like, she's freaking drop dead gorgeous. Like, I mean, like, when I'm kissing her, sometimes I like to peek because it's like, she is so beautiful. It's like, I, I got to see it too, you know? It's like, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm a little smitten right now. <laughs> I'm having a blast. Do my happy, happy, you can't see it, but he's doing a little twirl dance at the end. This, there. this man has yeah. so. This man needs to take some of Warwick's <laughs> beta blockers they need or to exchange, exchange yeah. their substances a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> he just like does not stop talking. It's truly too much. Um, so he is going around the house again, like running his mouth to all the guys about how happy he is about him and Charity's connection. And Aaron B is fuming. He's like, I need to share what Brayden said. If I don't, no one else will. And so he sits down with Charity and he's like, we've really connected and I've grown protective of your feelings. I don't feel a need to do this because it would increase my chances with you. I know our chances are very strong. And Charity's like, "Mm -hmm, absolutely. And then he drops this bomb. I just need to tell you about um, Brayden. Okay. He is not ready for an engagement. He is very unsure of you. He's been very vocal around the house about just not wanting to be here, not wanting to be with someone that's dated 20 of his friends. What did you guys think of this framing of what Brayden said? I, I'm good. I'm raising my hand. Um, <laughs> so much. So much. So this, for me, set Aaron back. I felt like Aaron didn't need to do this. I felt like it was um because we've seen if we've seen the show even for a moment, snitches dig ditches. Like, why are you you don't have to do all this, especially for the magic that you had in your date last week. You know that you're there with her. It will come out. Trust that they will figure it out. And if they don't figure it out, then that's why would you want to be with someone like that anyway? She will figure it out on her own. 
And I felt like that was, it wasn't like, I was like, hey, I have a girlfriend back home. That's something that you disclose. But if it's something that you're like, I I just felt like this information um, didn't need to come from him. And I think he really, it's now put her, put him on the radar. And listen, buddy, like she has kept him around a couple of times after all of this stuff. Why do you feel like you're saying something so she did she did say, Oh, well, this is Aaron. Aaron doesn't seem like this type of person. But now anything afterwards, she's going to have that in her mind, like, well, he already tried to block something yeah. or brought something to my right. attention. So I just I just felt yeah. like I didn't love this moment for him. I felt like we didn't have to, it didn't have to be. I agree. I agree. It struck me I, as overconfident. Like he was like, We've solidified things enough that if I do this, it won't define me to her. But I think it's actually early enough in the process and their relationship is still new enough that that's not true. Like, he can easily recategorize himself from, like, strong contender with great one-on-one date to, like, shitster in the house. As you said, like, it only takes one more time for her to be like, there's a pattern here. He didn't keep his, his powder dry at all. And their relationship is still very, very fresh. And he's trying to act like, oh, I'm the only one who can say this because we're so solid. And I'm like, are you that solid? Like, it's weird. Yeah, he's three. highly insecure. He's insecure, for sure. Yeah. Like, Brayden did call that out, you know? Yeah. Well, Brayden has a lot to say, which we will, <laughs> whew, we will get right. to. And Brayden is obnoxious as hell. But yeah, I do think he is, like, identifying some real patterns. I mean, here's the thing. We talked about it earlier. Like, Aaron is just annoyed. Aaron is annoyed yeah. at a handful of the guys. And it's coming out in this exchange. And it is yeah. just like, you watch and you're like, oh, buddy, you didn't have yeah, to do that. I shouldn't have done that. And then he does the thing that they always do now, where he heads back out. And he's like, Brayden, mm-hmm. I told Charity what you said. Just wanted to let you know, man to man. And Brayden's like, well, I was honest with Charity that I was taking mm-hmm. things day by day. And I actually don't think everyone else is being realistic about what an engagement would mean at the end of this. And Aaron is like, well, I'm being protective. That's all. And Brayden is like, no, it's protective of you. Oh, you're protecting your heart because you want to be with her just as bad as I do. And you're protecting your position. And Aaron's like, no, it's, it's not that. I just want to be a safe place for her. Do we buy this from Aaron? This is what Aaron needs to believe about himself. Yeah, I, I think, think that's usually Aaron, the case. Aaron believes this. Yeah, they always need to believe this. Maybe. I, and and maybe. also, I think he thought he was going to have buy-in from the rest of the guys. I think but he the thought... the guys are just annoyed. They're yeah. like, stop doing this. Yeah, like we just yeah. saw this last week. Why on earth? Right. You, we've seen this before in other like, shows. Stop like, adding... Yeah, more fuel to the Braden fire, and, like, and we know that it doing. impacts her. It impacts her, her, her mental like awareness or like her connection with them, and it, it impacts the party, the cocktail parties. Like we've already seen this. Why are you doing this? This was actually yeah. unnecessary. And so I think he thought because they're all collectively talking about Braden all the time um, that he thought that they would be fine with this. And so I think he was surprised by what he, the reaction by the response. Because the real move is just like ignore Brayden. Of course. Mm -hmm. And that's what Brayden wants. And his, in the moment, Brayden is theatrically outraged. He does like a whole stand-up routine. He's like, I was just being transparent. I did not expect that to be used as fuel to burn me alive. Like, mm-hmm. really? What 
what else did he think that these men would do with that information? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you just wanted to protect her? Fuck you, dude. Your ego got stressed because you don't have one of these on your chest. This is Rose. And so you want to throw me under the bus. I feel like I need to be like Will Smith right now and be like, keep my name out of your fucking mouth. And he like <laughs> does it like a play slap against his other hand. I'm like, okay. And he's maybe, like, dude, I'm fucking annoyed. Yeah. This well, maybe no threats of physical violence. We could just stay away from that. That was triggered by that moment. I was like, why bring up Will Smith? Right? Yeah, I'm yeah. like, do really, we have to litigate this again. My yeah, God, please I, no. I'm ready for the discourse to move yeah. on from the, the slap. Uh, yeah, I um, I also want to say that I have not heard this whole ego getting stressed thing so much. He keeps going on about it. Oh, his ego, his ego got stressed, his ego got stressed. The only other place where I hear it that often is the vile file. I'm like, where are these, where are men learning about psychology? It seems like it just becomes a fixation on ego. Dr. Nick. Dr. Nick. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, I, the, listen, the ego is a real thing, but the way that now we're just talking about a concept we're all familiar with, which is like being insecure as like, let's talk about your ego. Your ego is under a lot of stress right now. And you want to act to preserve your ego. By going to charity and talking about me. <laughs> well, it's just like classic Brayden. He's like heard these terms and he just has latched onto them to, to make these really like run-of-the-mill emotional experiences seem extremely yeah. deep mm-hmm. and weighty. Is this going to be the new gaslighting where the men are just Ugh. constantly going to be like, I'm sorry about your ego, man, but like... I'm sorry about your ego <laughs> and my trauma, but... Oh, my God. And... <laughs> this is about me right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Brayden had a chance too, though. He had a chance of a little bit of redemption to not say anything either, but he can't help himself. No. So oh, the no, both he of cannot. them just, he absolutely like, can't. You're both idiots and you're but, both like, well, yeah. <laughs> and as we saw from the preview, this is just going to escalate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then Brayden goes back to the other guys to whine about how Aaron snitched on him. He's like, you guys know the only doubt I have in this thing is I don't want to hurt her. And they're all like, listen, we're not on your side either. Yeah, They're like, like please leave us out <laughs> of this. We would very much love to be excluded from this narrative. <laughs> yeah. And at the same time, they are upset with Aaron. Xavier is like, I love you, man, but that was some snake shit. Like, that affects all of us. You didn't need to do that. And... Tanner's like, I don't disagree with what Aaron said, but I disagree with when he said it because Braden's got a rose on his chest and he's safe tonight. And James, who apparently is a little bachelor historian, is like, well, roses can get taken off. It's happened and it can happen. And Tanner very acutely and wisely says he's going to talk his way out of this. That's what he does. Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. Tanner Tanner gets it. Tanner is an astute observer. <laughs> Charity is concerned, however. She keeps hearing that Brayden is not genuinely there for her. I believe we have a clip of her trying to think her way through this. At this point, like, I don't know if he thinks this is a game or if this is a joke or if he's not taking what I'm saying serious. That's the thing. It's like, am I keeping too cute? I don't know. To hear that he doesn't know how he feels about his potential wife dating. Then why the hell are you here? You knew that you were not about to be the only man here. Why are you here? I will do what has not been done. I have no problem pulling this man aside. He has a 
grows on his chest, I will rip that off. I loved this moment for Charity Ooh. because she is so mm-hmm. cool, calm, and collected. Yeah. And this was just like, yeah, why the mm-hmm. fuck are you here, dude? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, she's very poised. So she's very yeah. pageant-like. And so when yes. she breaks, it's bad. That means, you know, it's like, I was like, oh, she might actually send him home. You know, that was the thought. Well, I had yeah. a mild For a minute. Thought. For a minute, you're For like, oh my second. God, is she going to do it? And then you're like, of course she's not going to do it. Because Brayden is the only one mm-hmm. causing drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yeah. other men are too chill. Production would, would never let it happen this early. <laughs> they need to milk at least at least one more episode. They're on that fun roller coaster where, like, they get to keep having, like, raw emotional disclosures and then, like, doubts and there's some pulling away and it makes you like want that's that good time back again and then you get the good time back and you're like snuggling palm to palm and making out and being like i should have never doubted you like they're having that like roller coaster within this show which i think is also why luke p in part stuck around for so long (laughs) on hannah's season Yeah, there is something about that drama that at least makes that person like stick out to you when you're having such a tepid emotional experience. Yeah, right. You're having such like a yeah, a placid emotional experience with a lot of these men, or you just don't give a shit about them. And Brayden is like all over. So she pulls him aside and he starts going on and on about how much he likes charity. He's here for her. Some of these men just don't understand the gravity of an engagement, and I'm the only one being honest about it and taking it seriously. And Charity asks him, well, why are you here if you're uncomfortable with the process? You know what this is. And he's like, I know what it is, but it's not easy. Mm. And she's like, well, I'm not questioning what we have. I'm questioning what you're saying to the other men and, like, what this rose actually means to you. And, you know, I can relate. I know it's a tough position that you're in, but I'm not asking for more than you can give. And he says, well, all I can give is a connection. Like, what does that mean? And... She agrees to hug him, and I guess that's it. Like, that's the end of their conversation. It is just one of those... So much of it just lives in the the tone and the vibe that, like, he Mm -hmm. can easily take what Aaron said and be like, well, but if I say it in this kind of, like, more romantic-sounding way, it's fine, right? (laughs) And there's never anything much firmer to nail him on other than he sounds like a dick when he's talking about you with the guys. Charity Charity just seems exhausted by all of this as they enter Mm -hmm. the rose ceremony. Mm -hmm. She's just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what the right decision is. And then a handful of the men are like, great, I'm definitely going home. Yeah, she left early again because she's so... (laughs) Like, every rose ceremony uh, or cocktail party now is ending with Charity leaving early and Jesse Palmer being like, she has received some very upsetting information. <laughs> about and that Brayden. information is always about Brayden. <laughs> He's but so, it's finally time yeah. for the rose ceremony. Yes. And before it begins, Charity does tell Jesse that she's, like, still unsure what to do about Brayden and she is considering taking his rose. She tells the guys that the roses symbolize to someone that she, that the roses symbolize someone that she knows is ready for this. And like when they accept a rose, it means that they are kind of agreeing that they are down to continue on in this process and they know what is expected from them. So Dotton and Brayden already have roses and the remaining roses go to Aaron B., Caleb, Xavier, Joey, Michael, John, 
Sean, and Tanner. So this normally will conclude the rose ceremony, but Charity has left it open that she might take Brayden's rose. Interestingly, she lays out this sort of like contractual, like if you accept the rose, it means that you are taking this seriously thing. But Brayden is not one of the people who is accepting a rose at this moment. So it's almost like the one person that she is really intending that for is not entering into the contract at this time. Right. But she is considering taking the rose. And so she turns and walks away. She seeks out her confidant and friend, Jesse Palmer. And then she she returns, having received his wisdom, presumably. And Jesse walks up behind her. Sim- symbolizing that the rose ceremony has ended. Braden is keeping his rose. And he tells the men who didn't receive roses to say their goodbyes. Braden stays. It seems like Charity has now fallen in a place where she's like, this is reminding me of my terrible, bad relationship. But maybe I just need to let the bad relationship play out a little further so that I can feel totally sure that it's time to end it, which is a great way to end up staying in a bad relationship for like several years. <laughs> Speaking from personal experience. Amen. The problem is there's just still a bunch of dudes that she's just like, I have... I feel nothing for you. (laughs) Yeah. So she needs to see this through. She needs to work through these feelings. Going home are James, the apple picking uh, lawyer, and Aaron S. and Adrian. Farewell. Farewell, sweet princes. We hardly knew ye. We hardly knew ye. And then we get so much in the moment footage of Brayden just like, the, but the energy he's giving me by the end is like drunk uncle at the party. He's like swaying. <laughs> yes. Either he's holding a, dr- a mixed drink in his hand or he just seems so much like a guy who corners you at a party with a mixed drink in his hand that I hallucinated a mixed drink in his hand. He's like, it's, he's just so insecure. I can't believe he like came for me just because of his insecurity. Fuck that dude. Uh, it's it just, exhausting. It was exhausting. That, that in the end... I uh, I run marathons and I felt more exhausted in the end watching this than finishing a marathon. And I, I, yeah, it was just because then it always the problem is it always comes down to the two are just more about ego. They're more yeah. about their egos than about her, and so it takes it yeah, away. They want to win. This. They want to yeah. win. Yeah, or yeah. don't want to lose. But it's not just right. about pursuing and like having you know yeah. charity be their person so yeah if Brayden no, were no, really focused on charity he would never have found himself in this situation and he still can't stop talking and just like let the let the haze around him like dissipate so that he can focus on things with charity it's it's not really what he's interested in so the previous suggests that we will get some good Xavier and Dotton time next week, plus yes. massive escalation of the feud. And then we get to credits back at Petco Park. Brayden <laughs> is telling Charity about some weird <laughs> habits of his, and I have to hand it to him. At least one of these is very weird. Uh, the first one is that he'll have conversations with his dog. That's normal, actually. And then he pulls this one out. I will make a cup of coffee, and then I will take it into the bathroom and drink it while sitting on the toilet, yeah. even though I don't have to use it. It's just a place of peace. Mm-hmm. And she says, that is a little different. I'm concerned about 
the hygiene of this habit. Disgusting. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> yeah. The, especially, d- yeah. It's really you, gross. I don't think you want the food to go in and come out in the same location, generally. <laughs> exactly. That's why we usually have a different room for each yeah. function. But I also want to say that, like, as as a mom of a toddler, I have heard so many accounts from other moms of husbands who are not able to help with the baby because they're pooping for 45 minutes at key moments, like three to five times a day. Mm-hmm. And so to me, this is a warning sign. He is very comfortable <laughs> using the bathroom to get some peace because no one would dare disturb you in there. And I'm like, he will use that when it's time for some domestic labor to kick in. So be warned, Charity. He's not ready. <laughs> not at all. Not even close. Yeah. Just like the baby's had a blowout and is screaming and he's like, sorry, I just really got to poop. I'll be back in an hour, hour 15. All right, see you later. He's in there on his phone. He doesn't need to poop. Come on, man. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of the episode. <laughs> Claudia, thank you so much for joining us. Can you tell all of the people listening where they can find you and your pod and all of your great work? Yes, thank you. So um, you can find me. I'm on Instagram myself as Claudia Yankee. I'm a New York fan, so that's that. Uh, and uh, the pod for us, uh, for the Black Roses, uh, there's five Black women who we talk about different dating reality shows. And so the uh, Instagram is T-H-E underscore B-L-K underscore Roses. So, uh, and we have our podcast that drops every Wednesday. Yes, so. check it definitely, out. Definitely, definitely go yeah. download that, subscribe, check it out. And I have to say um, two of the Roses, because there's five of us, it's a lot, uh, but the two of them uh, in particular, Monique and uh, Renice, have been watching the show longer than any of us and they are massive fans. So I'd be remiss Aww. if I didn't share that. So yeah, especially oh, what so you do sweet. for- for um, what you've done for Black women as overall, just the experience of listening in this universe. Uh, it has been really nice to have you all on the, you know, oh, covering the show from your that's perspective. That's so wonderful to really, hear. Really, really kind. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. This was so fun to have you on. Um, please, please come back. Now it's time for Love to See It, Hate to See It. Let's start off with Love to See It. Mr. and Mrs. Lawson jerseys, that is the feminism that I am looking for from this show. Custom athletic jerseys with Mr. Last Name of the Bachelorette on the back. I mean, I'm easily pandered to. Yeah, it's it's just the little things and we we love it. (laughs) We also love to see Caleb's continued willingness to take fashion risks with his like suiting materials and patterns. Don't give only Brayden the credit for taking fashion risks. Caleb is out here, too. He's a performer. He's a wrestler. He's an entertainer. And he's the full package. I I do maintain that. I really, really love to see Xavier Knitting on the bus, a legit fiber artist, a crafter. We we stand. We absolutely have to stand. We love it. We must. We must stand. (laughs) Now it's time for Hate to See It. First, overarchingly, we hate to see The Brayden Show. We are tired. We are exhausted. It has been too much. We thought we were watching The Charity Show. 
give us more of the charity show. My God. Yeah, that was the plan. It's interesting how when it's a show about a man, that's terrible and bad. And then when it's a show about a woman, they're like, let's find a terrible bad man to actually make this show about. No, that's the opposite of what we wanted. We were so ready for this to be a show about a wonderful woman. We also hate to see Aaron S.'s strong turn into toxic masculinity with his comments about what real men do in their free time. For example, camping, fishing, hunting, water skiing, and wakeboarding, which is a highly specific list <laughs> of things that you have to do to be it's a like, man. Sometimes men know how to camp, fish, and hunt, yeah. but... Their wakeboarding skills are severely lacking. I'm ready for the definition of masculinity to be expanded a bit beyond what Sean and Aaron S. are respectively bringing to the table. Dear Lord, please. (laughs) Speaking of Sean, we truly hate to see or hear Sean's off-key song not once but twice. I think once was enough, and I wish that Warner Brothers and ABC executives would think of our poor ears. Yeah, please. I also hated to see Aaron B. stepping right into the Braden drama. Like, he thought that he was Teflon because he had one good one-on-one date. Buddy, you gotta lay low a little bit longer than that before you start mixing it up with the villains. Like, this was not a good move. And he's very close to losing the support of both Charity and the rest of the guys. So Good reminder again that Aaron B. is a friend of Aaron Clancy, who is the king of drama. <laughs> That's true. Aaron B. probably came in with a little note from Aaron Clancy. It was like, the best thing that you can do is night one, find a guy that you can just snitch on about something, <laughs> anything. Go right to Charity and make something up if you have to. And he's held off for, like, two episodes, despite Aaron Clancy's influence. So maybe I should give him more credit. This was the best he could do with the advice he was given. And now it's time for our rating out of 10 real-life Disney princesses. Six? I think this one was hovering around a six. This we one definitely just... got... You know, we got some, like, great looks for Charity. We got her, like, being Barbie. That's fun. But yeah. also, we got so much Brayden so and so much, much men just like beating their chests about what masculinity should be. Yeah. Brayden, this was, it was, it was the opposite of a Disney princess vibe. It was, although maybe it was sort of like a frozen vibe where you think that she's found her perfect prince, but actually he's a monster. And he tries to ruin everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see it. I think I think we're we're so close to tasting the gifts of like a nine out of ten Disney Princess episode. Yeah. But alas, we are not there yet because She's we are still just best. deep. We're just deep in in drama between the dudes, petty drama between the dudes. And I don't yeah. think we're gonna make it out to that high rating yeah. until we get out of that. Yeah. And between the Braden stuff. And the fact that she had this whole glamorous, fun date with Warwick that could have been very Disney princess. And instead, she spent the whole time trying to coax him to say even in one entire sentence. It's just not, it's not the romance that we look for for our real life Disney princesses. So I think six out of 10 is the best we can do for this week. And on that note... 
That is it for this episode of Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Thanks to our wonderful guest, Claudia Thompson. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Talon Stradley. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like our show, do all of the things you would do to support a podcast you like. Follow us, rate us five stars and leave a review. And of course, please spread the word to all of your friends about Love to See It. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at clareandemmapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at Love to See It Pod and on Instagram at clareandemmapod. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at clareandemma.substack.com. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We'll be back next week with more on Charity's Journey. Stitcher. Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more, an extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lifter Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.